What are you doing here? Didn't you get my warning? You shouldn't have come. This is Tales from the Mist, a gothic horror D&D series set in Ravenloft. I'm so sorry. It's not so easy to escape once you're here. But we're not alone. It's me. It's TK, your dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find my writings on tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the tiefling storm sorceress. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter or at lisapenrose.com. Hi, I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley, your artificer slash mad scientist. I can be found online at kaylakline.com or on social media at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina Afshalamov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. You can find all of my work at ashleywarrenwrites.com or on Twitter at AshleyNHWarren. Hey there, demons. It's me, your girl, Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, an occultist warlock with too many secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. There are others lost in the mess. This episode features special guests Jen Vaughn and Jason Carl. Find them on Twitter as at the Genia and Vampires and Vino, if you dare. I guess there's nothing to be done but listen. This is episode 14, Bilgewater Baptism. Good evening, Mistwalkers! Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. So this is not a typical campaign. We're not a typical cast. We have a rotating cast with four anchor members and then two rotators that come in as guests for four episodes. So uh, time is ticking for our two guests, Jen and Jason. So, who wants to go first? We're having a very eventful night. Vargas wants to go first. (laughs) What the hell I do? I have to get my booty eaten by spirit. Please don't eat my ass, spirit. (laughs) I don't want this. (laughs) Hey there, demons. It's me, your boy. (laughs) It is you, Vargas, isn't it? I think you do want to go first. Because I think that the way that Claudia is clutching at the front of your silk shirt and holding you so tightly to her chest, the way that she's trembling, something is very wrong. Or is she just really needy? Maybe maybe something's fine. It could be that Claudia has been feeling lonely as you get up to entertain another potential patron. Who knows? at any end of the ship that you desire as you go out into the marketplace, as you meet new people. And Claudia is shut in here alone. Perhaps she is lonely. Or perhaps it has something to do with the way that your cabin door rattles on the hinges. And a deep looming shadow begins to form under it. Is there a peephole? Can I look through the peephole? Would you like to get up? I will try. Now, you are still under the effects of a very potent drug that has rendered your torso sort of weightless. So I need for you to justify either a strength or a dexterity saving throw. My justification for picking strength is that it's higher than dexterity. (laughs) 
What? Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it's from carrying this whole party. <laughs> Why do you make us carry all your stuff and everything then? Mm. Why do you choose to do it? I don't know. Because the book. Yeah, he has my book. <laughs> he has my special book. It's from carrying all of Vasily's secrets that I'm so strong. That's why his biceps are so big. <laughs> They're full of secrets. So, you begin to roll out of bed. How do you approach this door? Is there a peephole? No, but there is a keyhole. Uh, um, it's like a peephole, only more vulnerable. I know. <laughs> I know. Can I ask Claudia to look through it for me? When you turn to Claudia, Claudia is plastered against the wall. She shakes her head. I ask her, like, if she knows what's behind the door. You can use your inspiration to compel her to tell you. Do I will use my inspiration and be like, Listen, you've known me for a while. We all know. I'm gonna open the door. So just tell me and I will open the door. Claudia clutches the bedsheets and begins to climb up the wall towards the ceiling in the back corner and she hovers there and she says it'll kill me oh shit i do like an arcana check you can absolutely do an arcana check do it with advantage since you've compelled uh claudia to open your senses to learning new things all right i will that is an 18 an 18 is enough to tell you that there are very few things that prey on specters or ghosts or incorporeal undead. But something is outside of that door, and it will devour her. And if you open it, there is nothing that you can do to stop it short of killing it. I will leave the door closed. Let me look through my items to see if I have anything. I would, like, if I still had my rapier and I hadn't yeeted it into a forest, I would stick that through the keyhole, but I don't have that. An 18 arcana is also enough to sense that Claudia is terrified, and whatever is scaring her, that fear that is emanating from her is feeding it through the door. And it becomes more urgent, more hungry, and you can hear the doorknob rattling, and you can see the entire door just starting to shake. Okay, can I cast... Am I able to cast Suggestion on my own patron? Yes, I will allow that. Okay, I'm going to reach my hand up to the corner uh, of the room where Claudia is. And I'll ask, like, as if to have her take my hand, and I will cast Suggestion Claudia will take your hand, and one second, what is the saving throw on that? Uh, Suggestion saving throw is Wisdom. What's the number? 15. She rolled a 14. Okay. What are you compelling Claudia to do? I will compel her like it's only a nightmare. (laughs) And I will like guide her back to the bed and tuck her in. When you begin to guide her back to the bed, she clings to you and she says, don't open it. I won't open the door. It's only a nightmare. Don't leave me. I'll be right here. And she clings to you. Bubble. Yes. (laughs) You returned to your infirmary, is that correct? Yes, Opal returned to the infirmary, and she's a particular sort, so she might not be able to see some disarray, but I think she might be able to smell something if there's 
something off or different. Would you like to classify that as perception? Yes. All right. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Perception's my highest, so. <laughs> Somebody has been in here, and it's definitely one of the sailors. You can smell the body odor. There's something, a working man has been in here. Hmm. And as you look around, you can see almost a sort of imprint of that person having moved things to the side, looked at tools, gone through your closed books. Nothing is missing. Uh, she uh, she looks around, you know, moving moving her things, her you know, her her vials of potions. <laughs> at first glance, this could have been a, a curious perusal, mm-hmm. but this is not your first glance. With a twenty-five, you know that these things were moved and looked at and checked with a purpose. Um, I look at my Opal looks at her notebook, um, and sees. Uh, does she see any pages torn out? I know you said nothing was taken, but something like that. No, you don't see any ch- pages torn out. Perhaps a, a thumbprint smudge or something on a corner. Yeah. You see the same thing if you check the cabinets on the locks. Hmm. She uh she pulls out a um a small strip of paper um and dusts it and then sort of like puts it on on the thumbprint to try to seal it and keep it thinking yeah i'd say with a a 25 you absolutely were able to do that yeah and keep the thumbprint for yourself she thinks hmm yet another mystery aboard the endurance but turning to the body on her slab she thinks i've kept you waiting too long she pulls out her new sack of powdered silver she purchased at the market, puts it down next to a bronzed surgical tray, and lights a small fire in it. She searches this uh, half, or he's, he's half naked, but this half naked uh, gnome uh, looking to see if there's any jewelry in his pockets or is there anything on his person? Hmm. Roll me a d10. Hmm. Three. <laughs> a three will give you four silver, a locket, and a curious lump of quartz. All right. Opal pulls out, puts the quartz aside, puts the money aside. This will be for the burial, she thinks, um, but holds the locket up uh, and opens it up. Is there anything inside of it? Two rosy-cheeked children and a portrait. Hmm. She, um, she writes down the details in her notebook in her code, uh, about the children, um, closes the locket, and uh, prepares herself to perform her ritual to Weejas, and slowly puts the locket into the fire. As is is her want and her way, she requires a jewelry sacrifice, among other things. And she takes her scalpel out of her her tool belts, and... uh, makes a tiny cut in his left palm and sort of obviously the blood is coagulated uh rigor mortis and liver mortis have set in so she sort of coaxes a little of the thick blood out and spats it into the fire and closes her eyes asking lady of blood and bone please help this he's actually a dwarf i miscalled him a gnome earlier but please help (laughs) (laughs) Please help this dwarf on his journey 
to his final resting place, and may he forever be at peace, unlike some of us on this ship. And with the honk of a horn, she has done no. <laughs> she, she casts ceremony on him, and he may not become undead, um, but nor will he, he rot for the next week while she tries to do some investigating as well. She pulls out the rest of her tools rather quickly, and on her second slab, very clean, um, she sort of pulls them all in her hand. She's got an amputation saw, a trocar, a gorget, um, a speculum. Hey, ladies. Uh, um, another amputation saw, a probe razor, and on them are these white pearls and red rubies. Um, the sign of her, of her lady, and uh, rolls them around in her hands, um, thinking of mercy, and thinking, will this be, will this be a good meeting? And she, she rolls her her tools, casting augury to see if it will be weal, woe, nothing. So how would you like me? You roll these tools and as you are rolling this these tools in the the dim anemic glow of of this ceremony that you have begun, that you have cast, a ceremony that you've done several times so as to soothe the spirits aboard this ship, in whatever shape they may be, whether in a body or out of one. That 25 perception, as you cast Augury, is still enough to distract you that there is an oily shadow that passes beneath your door. And then a distant rattling of another cabin door down the hall. Whatever is stalking these halls passed you by. And as you roll these tools, these, these ritual implements, you can see the dull shine of that glow of the ceremony and those pearls and those rubies. And there is this sense of weight on your chest. It is neither weal nor woe. Unless you make it. Typical. I must always do the thing myself. Thank you, she says, <laughs> to those who might be listening. As you say thank you, the coagulated blood inside of this dwarf that is running out. It was oozing out, perhaps a snail's pace, perhaps a thick syrup. Now it runs like seawater. And you watch it fill the entirety of the bed and splash onto the floor and surge around your feet in these waves and whirlpools. And you can feel it Soaking up the bottom of your boots, to your ankles, to your knees, to your hips, and then it's gone. As quickly as you can blink your eyes. I'd say I need sleep, but I'm not sure. This is not a good omen. It is not a good omen, and as you say that, the ship gives a particularly uncharacteristic rock. Constantina and Vasily. Um, so, I have just finished a very, very good and enjoyable performance on the deck 
which I'm sure everyone agrees with. And encore, encore. <laughs> oh, I will come back and play for you in a little bit, Mercy. Maybe a private show. Oh, hooray! Uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Vasily, can we go chat for a few minutes? She kind of Vasily kind of looks around and shrugs and goes to follow you because she realizes she probably has another option. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's like, I'm on a boat. I don't. I can't. I guess I could jump, but you know. Not really better than just having a chat with me. Don't answer that. Let's just go into a room and go talk. Um, can we find like a one of the cabins, or I guess one of our rooms, whatever is just would be mostly private. Yeah, you would easily be able to find a, either one of your empty cabins. I believe Constantina, you were bunking alone, weren't you? While Vasily bunks with Mercy. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, you'd absolutely be able to find one. Okay. How close is your cabin to Vargas's cabin? Not close at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, very well, far. <laughs> in truth, we, we would probably be fairly close to each other. I can't imagine we would spread out very far. Yeah, absolutely. As you step down the steps to have this conversation, there is something curious in the air. Now, the Endurance is a particularly modern ship for this area. Gas lamps instead of torches, and you can smell that paraffin and you see the flicker of those lamps go down low and then brighten back up again there's nothing in the hallway you're free to go to your room hmm. I look at Vasily you very familiar with ships? Mm-hmm. not incredibly but I'm familiar with the fact that that didn't seem normal hmm and Vasily kind of, like, puts her hand on her dagger that's in her pocket. Well, okay, let's go in my room, and then we can go find the others. Maybe we should kind of all stay together. Maybe. Okay. So I I open my door, and I've, like, kind of decorated my <laughs> my temporary cabin. There's, like, I put, like, my scarves on the, kind of draped over the different whatever is on the walls, and um, I've tried to, like, pep it up a little bit. <laughs> Vasily, when you put your hand on your dagger, it was a little warm at the hilt. Can I pull it out? This is unusual. You've never seen your dagger do something like this before, but the skull in the hilt, its eyes have lit up. And then they blink back closed. Uh, I put that away. I put it back <laughs> in my pocket. Like <laughs> Kayla, you asked for this. <laughs> this is what you wanted. This is how it always goes I for know. me. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, I bring you into my chamber, which is, um, I've con- <laughs> Constantinified a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's hideous. Vasily, like, like a, a velvet scarf brushes up against her and she's just like, ugh, ugh, and like swats it away. Okay, I would like to have an honest chat with you, and I would like to do something that will make this easier. Do you consent? No! What does that even mean? Okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway, so I cast Zone of Truth on both of us. What?! <laughs> You can still contest it. You um, you roll a charisma saving throw. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure it'll do great at that. Okay. Yeah, go for it. You're a tiefling. You guys have great charisma for some reason. <laughs> for some cute. reason. That's so cute. It's just okay. weird. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> I got a 16. Okay, well, you succeed, but I am choosing not to roll because I wanted it to be something that we would both not suffer from, but have to. Can I, Can I like, um, pretend that I didn't succeed? Does she have to know that I 
succeeded. She can tell, the caster of Zone of mm. Truth can tell when you are both resisting and not under compulsion to tell the truth. Well, I succeeded, so. Okay, well, that is fair. Unlike you, I do not make people do things against their will, but <sighs> I... That's what you just... Ooh. I offered you a chance, and then I, you still succeeded, so whatever. But you should know that I did not contest it, so I am under the effects of my own spell, so I can only tell the truth right now. Okay. Well, I thought that would be, you know, good for a productive chat. Anyway, I feel like we have a few things that we need to, you know, clear the air over a little bit. When we were helping Jenna recently, you know, out of the darkness, you like, you called me your friend. And who's Jenna? That was, what that was, oh, is this Vasilier? No, oh, that's okay. Vasily. <laughs> I was like, do, do you need a reminder? <laughs> you know, the person on the ship that we were trying to help. And then we helped the, the psychomancers. We had to like go into her head and like, you know, bring her out of the darkness. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, that was a weird time. I thought it was all a dream. I was not in control of my actions, so. I don't think that that's true. Because I, while we were doing that, I also started to fall under the darkness. And, you know, and that's something that I've experienced before in some capacity. And when you said that I was your friend, whether you meant it or not, it helped bring me out of it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm getting the sense from you now that we are not really friends. I will say that we have traveled through the mist together. And for Avshalomovs, for my clan, we consider that to be very sacred. We don't just guide anyone through the mists. <clears throat> so I like to think that doing that kind of binds us together in some way. And I would like to find a way to, to be friends, if that is what you want. But you also betrayed me pretty badly when you turned me into a weirdackle against my will. And so... I... I was trying to help you. You were scared, and you were very weak, and I made you stronger. Why wouldn't you want to be stronger and better? I don't... Well, you're... That was me helping you. I... You were right. I was scared, and I was weak. That was pretty much my worst fear. That, like, that is what I had nightmares about for years, just being stuck and inside something and unable to escape and thought I was going to die, and my family wouldn't know what happened to me. And yes, I was very scared. And I feel like you took advantage of me in that moment. And I have two theories for why. One is that you wanted to be rid of me. And if I was a jackal and, you know, just hurt somebody, you would have an easy reason to, you know, take me out. Another excuse is that I think you wanted me to be some sort of experiment. And if that's the case, you could have just asked me, I probably would have said yes. You sure have a lot of theories about me, considering you don't know anything about me. Well, you don't know anything about me either. You think that that's how I wanted to be stronger? By being poisoned? By being turned into a monster? Who doesn't want to, to change and be better than they already are? Everyone wants or, that, but you, do you really you not can, see you, now that that is not the way to do that? Because I'm, I'm really scared that I'm going to hurt someone. I, I could hurt you. as I don't know what this is or how to control it. Well, we can figure out how I can help you learn how to control it. If you would just ask, if you would try to be nice to me once in a I while. I've always been. I tried to be nice to you. I helped you out. Now you can go into any tight space and realize that you could just turn into a giant werejackal and, and tear it apart. It's fine. Like, why wouldn't you want that? Because it's it's a it's great horrible. Solution. Have you? Do you know what it's like to be to turn into something like this? To, to be a to be a monster. Well, that I know already, but do you know what it's like to be a weirdjackal? Because it is, 
your, the feeling of your bones breaking and the heat and it's it's and you don't remember anything and I just was worried that I would come back to myself and see all of your your bodies and I wouldn't be in control. It's not this is not what I want to be better. This is not better for me. Well, in my opinion, you just need to make the best of what's been given to you. I was trying to help you. And you can you can take this and be better and be stronger or you can be sad about it. That's totally up to you, but I was trying to help you. I do want your help, but there are some conditions if we're going to continue to travel together. Because I can guide you through the mist. That's kind of like one of my purposes is to do that, to be a, a guide for fellow travelers. But I don't, I worry that you're going to hurt me again, and I need to know that that's not going to happen. Uh, what? What would you ask of me, then? Well, I would like to offer you something in exchange for your help. Mm, go on. I would like to offer my friendship. If you want to be my friend, I will be loyal to you forever, and I will love you unconditionally. But you know that Mercy can have more than one friend, and so can you. And I think that you would probably like it if you gave it a chance. Ugh, okay. Vasily kind of rolls her eyes and sighs, and she holds her hand out to shake your hand. Before I shake, I need to know that you're not going to do this to me again, and that you really want to help me. Because if you don't, if you don't want to be friends, then when we are back on land, then I will go my own way, and we will never see each other again, if that's what you want. But I'd really need to, to know that if we're friends, that it's you know, reciprocated, because I will consider you my family, and I will do anything for you. What do, what do I need to do to prove to you that we are friends now? Well, I don't, I don't want to ask you to change who you are, and I hope that you will no longer ask me to change who I am. I know that I am a lot for some people, I can be loud, and you know, I get it, but this is who I am, and I accept who I am, and I would like to accept you as you are, but I really want your honest help. I need to know how to to control this, or maybe we can find a cure, and maybe you could publish your findings. I know that you are, you know, a very learned woman, and, you know, I like to read, so I'm happy to help, but I just, I don't know. Can you blame me for being a little <clears throat> unsure? I've always been quick to trust, but, and I want to trust you, but I feel like there needs to be some sort of, you know, earning of that. I can promise that I will do my best to find out a way to help you control this, I don't think you should cure it. I think that you should use it to your advantage. And I can't promise you that I won't hurt you again because I'm very good at hurting people. So I can't make that promise to you. But that's just what you'll have to accept. Okay. I will accept those conditions. And I... Do you still have your hand up? I do. I give you my hand as well. Constantina. I would like to offer you a devil's bargain. Okay. I will permit you advantage on insight to see a weakness of Vasily's, but in return, you will take 2d6 psychic damage. So that is whenever I want to check Vasily's sincerity, I have to also suffer the damage for it? Yes. Oof. <laughs> I am going to reject that offer. Okay. It is in Constantina's nature to be trusting, and she will take Vasily at her word. Okay, let me just make a note. 
Because I'm like, did I make the wrong choice? <laughs> why does everything that I do have to be sinister? I don't know. <laughs> like, am I asking you guys that or am I asking me that, really? Yeah. <laughs> you need to ask wow, yourself. I couldn't, couldn't imagine why. Yeah. I'm sure chat will back you up. <laughs> yeah. Rude. TK will remember that. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> All right. As you shake, the boat also shakes. Enon? Right. Everybody saw me leave the singer's little concert up deck, up top. Plenty of people were up there. I announced loudly enough that I was going to my cabin. So hopefully I'll wait in my cabin for a few minutes and then... I'll exit. I'm heading for the. I'm heading for the lower decks. We're in the. Uh, we're in the lower decks, of course, where the crew quarters are, but the cargo deck is below us, and I want to check that out as part of what I am looking for. Now seems like a great time. Most of the sailors will either be listening to Constantina or in their bunks, so I'm going to exit besides, my cabin. Mm-hmm. and make my way to the stairs that lead to the cargo deck. Besides, it's your, your duty as bosun to check on the well-being of the ship. Why wouldn't you be down there? That's what I'm always saying. Is there a particular room you would like to check first? Yes. Now, I've been down here before, but only for a quick glance since I've become the bosun. Now, they typically don't leave it lit down here, so you, you descend these stairs into the open storage, which is very neatly kept large crates, barrels, kegs, all manner of food and drink storage stored in other rooms behind locked doors that you yourself have the key to as an officer aboard the ship. There is a locked hold for prisoners, Nobody's in there. The secure hold. There are the privies. Mm-hmm. There is a yes in the secured hold. Um, and then there are privies. There's also food and water storage. Mm-hmm. So, and then the sail and line storage. Now, I've probably been in each of these rooms at least once in the course of my duties as a bosun, but I don't know if I've had a chance to really search them thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So. Would you like to roll me perception or investigation? You have a key to each of these rooms, so none of them will bar you. An excellent question. Uh, perception, because I'm slightly less worse at that. All right. Roll me perception. Let me know if you get less than a 15. I have a 16, so just barely. Excellent. So as you check each of these rooms, a sort of cursory glance, popping your head in to see if anything is out of place. Something about the secure hold Hmm. catches your eye. Let's have a closer look at that. It is still locked, but there's something about it, and as you get closer you see that there is a smudge Mm -hmm. on the door handle. I will... Get as close as I can and take a really good look at the smudge. Has someone been here recently, maybe? It seems to be black, glossy, wet, oily. Oily? Hmm. I'll touch it and smell it. What's it? You touch it, you smell it. It's unlike anything you've 
at first glance, perhaps melted licorice, but no. Oh, As you I got all excited. peel your fingers apart. I like oh, licorice. I like licorice. Black licorice. Yeah. Don't don't eat it because as you place it to your mouth, there's something accurate about it. Something that almost makes the back of your mouth sweat. You can feel bile rise in your throat a little. Disgusting. This reminds unpleasant. me of the time Thorvid left his turpentine out and went bad. It is unlike. It is. It is not unlike uh, rancid turpentine. Ugh. And there's something acidic about it. As it as it touches your fingers, your fingers begin to get warm, almost as though they're swelling. Okay, I'll try to wipe it off on my tunic and my pants. Disgusting. You wipe it across your tunic and your pants, uh, and it leaves a long streak, a black smear across both items of clothing, uh, and yet still seems to be coated across the palm of your hand. Oh, terrific. I've only got the one shirt, you know. Must have been more there than you thought. I guess so. Weird. Weird. Well, let's have a look in the hold. Maybe something came in or out recently. The key goes into the lock. The hand goes on the door handle. The door handle's Open on unoiled hinges. <clears throat> Oops. Gotta remember to take care of that later. And you are in a very dark room. Should have brought a lantern. Well, let's see here. Now. The smell is worse here. Pungent. Oh, is it the same scent as the stuff that was it's on the, the door? smell. Hmm. You can taste it. It coats your tongue and the back of your teeth. I'll, uh, well, you know, I'm authorized to be down here, so what should I be afraid of? I will call out the darkness. Hey, is anybody down here? Thorvid, is that you? Did you forget to clean up after yourself again? <laughs> They're like children, this crew. And you can hear something towards the back a sort of rustling Aha. I'll uh convinced that it's a member of the crew who's up to no good and maybe holds a key to the mystery that I'm trying to solve I'll step into the into the hold you step into the hold and you can feel that same warmth that same swelling and tingling starting to crawl up your arm to your elbow. Okay, so not Thorvid. Well, this seems bad. You can feel the wet spots on your shirt and pants where you wiped it off, and suddenly the skin beneath is very warm. That also seems bad. Wisdom saving throw. Repeat that, sorry. Need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. As you flex those fingers, you can feel your hand starting to get pins and needles. And suddenly, a sharp pain shoots up from your wrist to your elbow. Ah. And the other hand that you didn't even touch anything with, and yet it feels useless. It's dead weight. It's a thousand pounds just swinging at your waist. Your legs won't move. There's something... Dragging you to the bottom. Uh, hell, uh, 
I will call out for help. <laughs> okay. I will, yes, absolutely call out for help. Mercy. Hello. What are you doing, Mercy? Mercy is having the best day ever. I mean, Ingrid showed up, and that kind of sucks. But I got to spend time with all of my friends, and I fainted and woke up in a really clean lab with this really enigmatic um, person named Opal. So I made a new friend. Um, I got to hang out with Vargas and Constantina and Vasily. Um, and Constantina is going to play me some music later. So Mercy is probably humming Constantina's uh, music that she played. And she's maybe like, maybe people are going back into the ship. But she's on the deck, like, twirling and dancing by herself. She's so excited. Also, I feel like Constantina and Vasily are maybe like, I'm your best friend. No, I'm your best friend. And they're just like, like they're they're just getting along, and I'm sure they're having a very nice time hanging out together. Sometimes I see Vasily looking at Constantina, and I think maybe she has a little crush. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> How long do you do you spend thinking about that? How intent are you? Um, how long would Vasily and Constantina's conversation have taken? Let's say because we've been switching around with time that you are mid conversation with, uh, Vasily and Constantina. So it probably took them, how long does Zone of Truth last? Um, hang on. I had my character sheet open. Uh, not very long. Like 10 minutes? Yes. 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's been five minutes since they left. Okay. I mean, I probably swirl and spin around by myself for, I don't know, five or ten minutes. Um, at which point, would I be the only one left on deck? Yeah. Or has as, everyone else as gone As you've in? been swirling and spinning around on deck, the clouds have overtaken the moon. And there is a thick fog bank beginning to roll in. And you find yourself alone on deck as you hear a distant rumble in the clouds. Oh. Um, probably most people, if it seems like it's going to rain, would take cover. But Mercy is a storm sorceress. Um, she has this sort of connection to rain and thunder and lightning. Um, and she's feeling a little bit euphoric. Um, so she might, um, just kind of like giggle to herself and then go and try to climb the rigging to get to the top of the crow's nest where Constantina was earlier. You give me either athletics or acrobatics to climb the rigging and everyone else below deck who is not Enin roll a perception to hear Enin call out. (laughs) You do, um, critical fails on skill checks, right? sure do. Okay, well, um, let's say I rolled athletics. I got a one minus one, so I rolled a zero. There's something, it's just very difficult to climb rope ladders with goat legs. Hmm. But if you would like to levitate up there, there was nobody to see you. Um, Yeah, I kind of stand up and I like look around to make sure there was no one to see me. Nobody saw you. Um, and then I, uh, kind of look really determined and I'm like, well, a little bit of cheating's okay. Um, and, uh, I raise my gauntlet, um, and then as I lower it, I start to float up. As you begin to float up, you can feel the, the electricity in the air as this 
storm begins to roll in. Now it's several miles away. You can see the lanterns in the Lutia Bazaar lighting up, and everybody's packing their wares as you approach the crow's nest. Um, I'm just going to kind of tumble inside more gracefully than I just described it. As you enter the crow's nest, you, you feel the first cold droplets of rain on your face. Just a few. How do you feel? Um, I feel like Mercy is probably still riding high, um, just from all of the lovely social interactions she's had with everybody. Um, and she kind of closes her eyes and looks like tilts her face so that like the rain can hit her face. Um, and she just kind of softly says to herself, um, I wish she was here to share this with me. That's such a beautiful wish, isn't it? To like speak it out into the world, into this storm and hope that it carries it to her. Hope she can hear it on the other side of the world. But all this storm carries is rain. What's your perception, Mercy? Roll one for me. Uh, my passive perception yeah, give me a passive. is ten. Get, just roll me perception, then that's fine. Okay. Well, I thought you were. <laughs> no, it's fine. For... <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. And you roll were like, it, no, I'm like, no, Lisa, that's bad. <laughs> well, if it'd roll. been like fifteen or something, I'd have, I wouldn't have made your roll. It's fine. It's fine. It's nine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a beautiful night. Yeah, it's a beautiful night, and the fog is beginning to overtake the bazaar. So you don't notice until the fog rolls across the main deck, and you are all alone in this crow's nest, suspended many, many feet above this ship that is rocking back and forth and those lights in the bazaar have winked out and you don't hear anything until a curious creak across the waves and the ghostly silhouette of tattered sails as a ship careens through the bazaar and straight into the side of the endurance. Um, so what did everybody get for perception on the lower decks? Good. <laughs> uh, bad. <laughs> got a three? I ain't hear nothing. Oh, Sorry, I got man. a ten, so not as bad okay. as you. <laughs> My passive is double what I rolled, so okay. What's your passive? Sixteen again. It's one of my yeah. You you heard yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Constantine. Twenty-two. You both Whoa. heard it. Opal. It's near the end of your ritual that you hear just the faintest of something. You've already noticed that the ship is rocking that there's some manner of shadows happening. Something is wrong on this ship. And so when you hear the faintest noise of something in the cargo hold, 
you know something's wrong. Constantina, it breaks through your zone of truce as you're shaking Vasily's hand. You can hear it clear as anything because you have touched Enin's mind and you have heard him yell to you. You know Enin is in danger. Help! Vasily, do you hear that? Enin? Enin? He's in... He just... I hear, I hear him calling. Help! It's help. in the hold! I start scrambling out it's of the... It's down room. here with me! Oh, I follow. I'm holding Vasily's hand. I'm, like, dragging her. Oh, I guess we're holding hands, and I follow. Vasily feels another hand grab her other hand. Oh, <laughs> oh I love As that. Opal, did you hear it, too? Uh, I didn't, but apparently I this did. is happening. Uh. All right. Vargas, you can hear people in the hallway now. What would you like to do? Your door has long stopped rattling. Do I recognize, like, the people, like, the noise? Like, the... Yeah. Do I recognize? Okay. Yeah, you've had conversations with all these people. Okay. Um, Acceptable. All right. Well, but I don't you definitely get recognize Constantine. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, normally, I think Fargus would be like, hmm, that seems like a problem they can deal with, but um, I don't, I don't want... I don't think he wants to be in the room. So he will, like, open it a little bit to see what's going on. grabs your shoulder. Don't leave me here. Take me with you. Do we see um, Vargas, like, crack open the door? I'm sure you do with a 22 perception, yeah. Vargas! Come with us! I don't think we should be apart! Vargas, please! You boy, come with us! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) They got it. Um, Vargas loves a woman who can kick his ass, so he is very enchanted by this immediately. He's like, <laughs> um, I'll extend my hand out to Claudia to like tell her to like come with me, um, and then I will exit the room. As each of you enter the hallway, you feel a violent slam into the side, and you hear wood crack like matchsticks. The floor beneath you begins to crumple like paper. Enin, whatever paralysis has taken over you... Ah, that's better. As the sea begins to rush into the cargo hold. What the what? (laughs) Okay, now I'm yelling something else entirely. Whoa! (laughs) Water below decks! Everybody up! We're sinking! Yes, all of you in the uh, uh, da, 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 the lower decks where the bunks are begin to see sailors and sea dogs and passengers come out and flood the hallway, wondering what is happening. Do we see Mercy? I'm looking for Mercy. Mercy! This you do not see here. Mercy. Mercy. You see this ship careen into the side and knock the Endurance off course. Now, the Endurance is anchored currently for the night. It hasn't sailed anywhere. And so it spins like a top. I cling to the um, the mast um, as the ship shakes and spins. Um, and then... Mercy kind of, she's levitating still, um, 
will kind of like uh, check her gauntlet, make sure it looks like it's functioning properly. Um, and then as the ship spins, try to time it so she can kick off of the mast towards the other ship's mast. Okay. Um, do you want to roll me an ar- acrobatics or an athletics? I'd like to just be able to do that. <laughs> um, but just I'll, just want to do it. it. But, uh, but I'll roll an acrobatics. Yeah, just to make sure the timing is good. Right. Bam. Better. It's a 15 plus oh, yeah. 3. 18. Yeah, you, you do it. You've done this. Well, perhaps not this specific thing before, but you know how to fly. Um, and also, Mercy looks pissed. She doesn't like that this ship rammed her friend's ship. Mercy, you are the only person on deck, and thus the only person who sees this ship. Through this this dense mist, you see this large, shadowy shape. Uh, it's definitely a ship, but it's led this long, deadly life. There are huge, gaping holes in the hull, and you see Water just passes through what you can see through the fog. Doesn't fill it. Doesn't sink it. The rigging, the sails, they're in these limp shreds, tangled. But it still moves quickly. As though it didn't need them. As though it didn't need wind. Um... As Mercy is kind of floating through the air towards the other ship, um, she's going to grab her dagger from her side and just kind of um, hold it to her um, and say, Des, will you serve me now? Um, and can I use my inspiration to sense death and ghosts? You use your inspiration and you send this beacon out as you have many times before. The ship is dead. The ship is empty. But there is something on deck. Your athame does not ring. Roll me perception one more time. Okay. Who is not going to do a betray? We'll do this one. Um, eight. Then you do not see the first of a Sahuagin force as they climb over the railing. <laughs> what is everybody doing below deck? Um, I would like to try and do a thing. Um, if you if it if it's permitted. Um, so we're there and the ship has rammed into the ship and we're kind of where that ramming happened. Like the water's pouring in from a hole. That's what we can visibly see. Okay. Um, Vasily wants to compose herself because she's been a little flustered because there were feelings and she kind of takes a deep breath and she wants to cast web and try and plug up the hole, at least temporarily. Um, if that's the thing I can do. Okay. So she kind of like, well, she has her hands full, literally, at the moment. So she just kind of, like, squeezes both of them and then lets them go. And then pulls out um, a device from her coat that looks kind of like a tricorder from Star Trek. And she adjusts some knobs on it and everything and points it at the hole. And this, like, 
spider web comes out and slowly starts, she just starts coating the hole of where the water's pouring in. And she looks at Constantina and she's like, just go find Mercy. I'll take care of this. Okay. I am calling out for Mercy. And I also want to try to use message to see if, I don't know, I'm just trying to employ every communication strategy. There are 40 crew members above this uh, aboard this ship. You are pushing past most of them to get through this hallway. So I need you to roll me and then are you are you sending message out to Mercy? So how it works is I point my finger toward a creature within range, but it doesn't have to be a creature I can see. So I'm just like kind of like <laughs> What's the range? 120 feet. Okay, master about 60 feet up. I don't okay. know. I mean, last I saw her was on the deck. So I'm kind of like, I'm going toward that direction and trying to cast message in that direction. Yeah. Do you, my only thing is whether or not you think she is up. I don't, I want to know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'll i so, attempt it, but I don't expect it to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it a shot. Uh you and Mercy have communicated telepathically before, right? I I believe so. I'm pretty sure I have through with everyone in the party. I use message a yeah, lot. Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. Also, we have, you know, like a special connection. Anyway. Yeah, give it a shot. I will honestly, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and allow it and just say that you've like made an open channel. Yeah, there's there's nothing that I roll. It just it just happens. So I'm just in my in yeah, my head. I'm it. just like emitting like, Mercy, what are you? And you can respond, Mercy. Um, there's a sheep up here. It eats our sheep, but the sheep is, it's weird. It's, I think it is dead, but there's something else here, but Where I are you? Are you, are you on the, you said up. I'm, um, I am on the, um, I'm on the other ship. I'm going to see, uh, no, uh, are you okay? You need is to calm down. You okay? might need your help. Did you did you come I'm, find Well, I'm looking for you. The rest of us are together. Okay, get get on top because it hit our sheep, and I don't know. I don't know what is happening. Okay, I, I will come out on deck. You. I'm going to try. All right, Constantina, as you come up on deck, I need you to roll me a perception check. Okay. What's your passive perception? Fifteen. You don't have to roll me a perception oh, check. Okay. Then you absolutely see. <laughs> pairs of webbed hands gripping the side of the deck and pulling these tall, sinewy, green-skinned creatures. Uh, I'm going to cast message again. It's at will um, to Mercy. Stay up there. There's things down here. No, stay up there. It's dangerous. Just wait a second. No, but what about you? Um, no, just no, crying this is head. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they see me? Hmm. Are you trying to be hidden? Probably not. I think I just burst out and I'm like, Mercy! <laughs> 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 Their passive perception is 15, so they do see <laughs> Well, I deserve that. After she tells me that there are monsters that are coming for my friends, can I start to float back? But I have this moonstone ring that we took from some wolfwares back in Kartakis, yeah, which has uh, a gem of brightness mm-hmm. on it. 
I would like to, as I'm floating back to our ship, do like, use that third command word um, to expend five charges and cause the gem to flare with blinding light in a 30-foot cone. So basically the end of it will be like a 30-foot circle. And I just want to try to blind a bunch of whatever's attacking my What's friends. What's the distance on it? 30 feet. Oh, yeah, 30 feet. So I'm going to... Okay, yeah. So since it's 60 feet up, you can move 30 and then blast it. Yeah. yeah no problem. Okay. Then I require... Each creature in the cone must make a saving throw. Um, okay. A DC 15 constitution saving throw. I should have gotten these out at the beginning. Bad DM. Please don't fire me. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh like that. I don't know why I do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it's just something so therapeutic about like an evil sounding laugh, don't you think? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels pretty good. Why didn't you agree with me? 16. Two. Four of them are blinded. And they shriek in pain. And you can hear uh, a hiss and a gurgle as they they back away from Constantina. Two of them, however, have raised their spears at her. No. What is happening with everyone below decks? We're going to start with Enin at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. At the very bottom. Well, now that I'm unparalyzed and I know the ship is sinking, uh, it's yeah, time to... Yeah, water is rushing in, but it has stopped. So now it's just sloshing around your shins. Still sucks. We're getting out of here. <laughs> uh, so uh, from, the, from the secure hold, I'm going to run as fast as I can for the stairs that will lead from the cargo deck to the lower deck. My move is 40. So if we're in a single round, I'll use I'll, I'll employ the dash action to double my my movement. That's if I read fine. The, You'll be moving at half speed. At half speed through the water. water. Okay. Mm-hmm. If if that's the case, then if I'm reading the map correctly, I could just make it to the top of the stairs between the cargo deck and the lower deck, and no further than that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Do you have a, a move bonus action since you're a monk, or do you uh, not outside of combat? Oh, okay. Um, I can spend a key point to take the dash action as a bonus action on the turn. It doesn't seem like a good Um, Not a good trade. But moving at half speed, it would be a waste of a key point. Yeah, you can you can get to the top of the stairs where all of the rest of the sailors are. And if you would like to do a free action and give orders or something. So as a free action uh, at the top, actually, I'll grab the nearest sailor or sea dog who's passing me and ask him, what's going on? What's happening? Where's the captain? Report! Yeah, this uh, this person that you've grabbed is a rather green sailor. And he'll, I don't, a ship ran to, I, I don't, the water's coming in. I knew that part. Thanks. Your big help. Your big help. Get on deck. He'll run up. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? Observe or anything? Um, Give is orders. everybody running in the same direction or is it just chaos? It's pretty much chaos. You don't see Brummet. You don't see the captain. Nowhere. You don't see Nicodemus. So no one's giving orders. Well, then I'll, uh, if I still have any action left on my free action, I'll just start shouting, all hands on deck. Everybody up top! Get your weapons and go! 
I would like for you to roll me... I want you to roll me something with charisma, just to make sure that they listen to you the first time. So, give mm-hmm. me a charisma saving throw. Charisma save. I don't think I have any bonus. No, no bonus. Straight up. That roll. 14. They do. They do listen to you. There's some There's some hesitation at first, just, where's the captain? Where's Brummett? Where's the captain? But they do eventually... Uh, start getting to getting to the oars, and some of them look to the master gunner. Uh, do we should we should we be shooting? Where is the, not without a target, you idiot? Go help Koresh load the guns. They listen to you. All right. First time for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. Well, their morale is good since you allowed them shore leave. So. <laughs> Ugh. Opal, Vargas, and Vasily. We're running up to the, the deck, right? Vargas? Boy? Um, I do want to do one thing. As I'm watching Vasily like, plug holes, I would like to take the bloomers I stole in the first season and like attempt to plug a hole You've with been them. carrying those this whole time? Yes, Why? they're silk. What a cool. creeper. Wow. Have you been wearing silk. them? Yeah, weird prior- weird <laughs> priorities. <laughs> them? Mm-hmm. Weird priorities. <laughs> They're clean, I think. <laughs> Nikolai, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll let you do that as free action, <laughs> as absurd as it is. Yes. Um, there was silk, and I was going to try and sell them, but we never got that chance. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway. underwear, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like stuff a hole with them until I am pulled back up deck. Yeah. Vargas selling them on the, the deep web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. A valiant effort. Opal? Um, Opal's running up on the deck. How many uh, combatants would you say are now on it? On deck right now are eight. eight. And Constantina is embroiled with them. Two of them are blinded, or four of them are blinded. Two of them have leveled their spears at Constantina, and two have just climbed over the railing. All right. Um, Opal's um, like struggling off her pink ceremonial gloves and, and pushing her hands inside of black ones and and shouts to Constantina, duck, duck, Constantina, and like pushes her hands out um, and, and a black beam shoots forward to hit the two with the spears. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Cool. She's, Speak to me. She's casting so cool. a ray of enfeeblement, so. Oh, oh. I rolled a, a one. <laughs> but it looks no! so cool. <laughs> No, oh, you don't know. Good. You don't know if it is because you are tired from your ritual, or because they are so. These creatures have risen up from the deep sea and have unnaturally uh, resistant hides and endurance. But your ray of feeblement, enfeeblement, just doesn't seem to affect them the way that you thought it would. And you can see as you get on deck this behemoth of a tattered ship that has rammed into the side of the endurance is there does it look like there's a leader so far are they all sort of the same you haven't seen one they all look pretty homogenous all right um she's gonna spend the rest of her action um to get up next to constantina though at least and try to absorb some of the damage if possible Vargas, is there is there anything that you would like to do on deck? Stay out of the way because I don't know who Opal is. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't think I've talked. 
Uh, I've probably talked okay. about yeah, her. She, yeah, like, and this is constantly <laughs> <laughs> enough to know that Opal's like the ship medic. I imagine she showed up and she's wearing just like an Isma from the Emperor's New Groove <laughs> uh, lab coat. Okay. My hair is like just yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's just dressed like Dr. Skulldile. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. <laughs> Vasily, was there anything you'd like to do? Um, has it in in looking around, do I notice that Nicodemus is nowhere? Like I assume if he were actually around, he'd be like right next you to me. You have not seen Nicodemus. Um is it possible to spend my inspiration to trigger my dark shadow with him tar- targeted on him? Would you like to open the hive mind is what you're asking? Yes. And I didn't know if it's possible to like select one. We didn't get that far in talking about it, but <laughs> or if it's just like it's a gamble. <laughs> You can select him, but I will say because it is a hive mind, you cannot prevent anyone from listening in. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's fine. I have I'm very suspicious right now as to why he's not running around panicking. Like that Would was you like to ensure first that thought, nobody listens so. in? I can offer you a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what kind of bargain is this cuz your bargains don't seem to uh hot Ooh, i mean it's not gonna be now <laughs> first of all you have taken the bargains in the past so yeah. rude i know but Jeez. i have i've ha- i've had these experiences and now i'm wiser so okay well if you're not interested that's fine oh well tell me no tell are me are you more. wiser no okay. <laughs> all right tell me about this bargain i will allow you to open the hive mind and speak to Nicodemus and only Nicodemus in exchange for 2d6 psychic damage. <laughs> See, the thing is, I think Vosley is not concerned <laughs> about the others listening in, which is weird, but I think she's fine with, with it because there's nothing going on right now. They're on a boat and they're going to die. So she's just like, what are you going to learn besides your location? Ooh, um, you know what? I got more health now, so that's fine. I'll take the psychic damage. Lisa, will you please roll 2d6 for me? <gasps> oh, <they're> dirty. <laughs> like, naughty. Actually, DM. <laughs> naughty. <laughs> me. <laughs> I would never. Okay. So I was gonna pretend to lie. Well, I am. That's what I'm doing. And say that I got two, but I actually got eight. Sorry. <laughs> I knew you would tell the truth, Lisa. <laughs> That's why you kicked me. <laughs> and because it would hurt more. <laughs> Where's your dark powers check, TK? So, <laughs> to be clear, I'm still the one taking the damage. Yes. Okay, I thought you meant Mercy would, and I was about to cry. Oh, so. I okay, would that's never. Fine. No, I wouldn't that's do that. Fine. That would be ridiculous. I accept. I just I couldn't so. choose Hadil because Hadil would be like, uh I got <laughs> I got two zeros. <laughs> no, I'd be like, two D six? She got twelve. <laughs> I got two sevens. Mysteriously I got eighteen. I don't yeah. know. I, don't, I got forty uh, somehow. I don't know. Four twenty. Yeah. I got four twenty sixty nine. Um so Vasily wants to kind of pull out her 
black sunglasses, her magic glasses, and put them on and try to see through Nicodemus and contact him. You find him and he's in the lower hold. Can he can he hear me? Do I speak through my mind to them or how does this work? How do you reach out to him? Um I think I would like it to be that when I put on my glasses and try to connect to one of the ones in the hive mind, they feel it, they feel me in their mind and like their eyes turn the same color as Vosily's, just like black and gray. And they're kind of like sharing. Wherever Nicodemus is, his eyes have rolled back in his head and his, his eyes are black as they do. And you hear him, it's mother. Mother, is that you? Why are yeah. all your kids weird and gross? Well, I don't know. I, it's my fault, I guess. It is. Um, where where are you? Everything's going nuts. I'd expect you to be up here. Mother, I'm in my laboratory. You have a laboratory? Of course I do. Why do you have a laboratory? So I can science. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught you how to science? I learned it from watching you, Mom. <laughs> Uh, how do I get down there? Oh, well, you just use the stairs. Okay. Uh, she quickly goes down there because she's very scared of what he's doing. All right. As you descend the, as you descend the stairwell, you come down and the water is to your shin, slowly rising. The problem with webs is that they have some small holes in them. Yeah. Um, what is... I just, I want to look around. What does this laboratory look like? You're in a dark hold with barrels and crates and piles of rope. I've never been on a ship. Um, some ship stuff. <laughs> ship shit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some ship shape. I don't know. <laughs> um, and you can see a hold with an f- open door. It's dark down here, but that's never bothered you. I have them special tiefling eyes. You don't see a laboratory. Uh, Nicodemus, what's going on? Mother, are you, are you coming? Or, mother, there's water in here. Yep, that's why we need to get out of here. My laboratory is not going to stay very sterile, is it? No, I just, I want to start feeling around and try and figure out what's going on. All right, I will allow you to flounder around in the dark for a little bit while we go back to Mercy. <laughs> um, So Mercy is, I think, well, Levitate only goes up to 20 feet. Okay. So I'm kind of like hovering above this ship around 20 feet. Can I see how many Sahuigan there are? You can see that Opal tried to cast some manner of spell at two of them. There are two standing, two that are still holding their eyes blinded. And you can see about four more pairs of hands beginning to climb up over the rail. Over the side of the ship, you can see the waters beginning to turn in a circle. Mercy. So she's probably kind of in between the ships right now, just kind of floating there where her spotlight was. And she sees the waters turning kind of underneath where her feet are. She sees Constantina there, Opal doing something, maybe psychic damage. Um, And I think she is going to plummet down into where the water is roiling, where she feels like there are a bunch of baddies. Um, 
feel like kind of like Kirby in um, Super Smash when you turn into a rock and you go boom and you boom. fall down. That's what she's she's doing that into the water. Yes. Um, and once I'm in there, I'm going to cast Thunderstep. Um, so I think from the outside of the ship, you just see Mercy plummet in between the ships mm-hmm. in the water. Mm-hmm. And there's this big thunderous boom. Um, and she appears on the deck next to you guys. Um, but any again who would have been within 10 feet of me okay. in the water must make constitution saving throws, DC 15. Yeah, absolutely. There are multiple again in the water. I will not tell you how many. Eight of them are caught in that blast. Okay. Those who failed will take 22 thunder damage. Um, and if they succeeded, they still take 11. Eight bodies float to the top of the waves. And then Mercy just kind of appears next to Constantina and like throws her arms around her. I was like, I'm so safe. We're going to spear you. And I'm so, I'm so happy you are. Okay. I thought so too. I mean, but are you, where did you come? Where, where are you? Wait a minute. Um, and she kind of looks around the deck. There's Vasily. She was coming to the deck, I thought, but everything was really chaotic. She told me to come find you. Um, and. If I have any movement left, Mercy just starts to run towards the stairs. As you get to the stairs, Enin is at the top. Enin, I'm going to put it to you now. Hey, who do I see at the top of the stairs? Mercy? Mercy! Whom I haven't spoken to yet. Turn around, back on deck! I'll shout, and I will... So my friend is in there! I'll roll his eyes. What's up, Pat? What's up? What's happening? What's going on up there? Sit. There's, there's, there's a sheep and these, sheep? these fish men. Sheep? We're being attacked by sheep? Yes, yes, a, a big ghost sheep. Ghost sheep. Ghost ship, ghost ship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I said. Fine. Get your friends. Okay. And she kind of like trips past you. <laughs> we'll pass, in the, pass on the stairways. I'm headed for the deck and uh, I'll take a quick look around. Obviously, it's chaos. Ghost ship. Sheep, go sheep, and uh, sea creatures. What's the crew doing? What do I see when I get up to the top? Sailors and sea dogs have started to ascend to the deck. We'll say there are 10 sailors, 10 sea dogs that aren't downstairs loading mangonels and ballista. They have their weapons drawn, but they've never seen creatures like this before. Mm. I don't think the ship's weapons are going to be much good against a ghost sheep. And uh, we're screwed if we don't weigh anchor. So um, I'm going to move in the direction of where the anchor winch is. And I'm going to shout for the uh, for the crew to follow me. Okay. Got to weigh anchor, follow. boys. We've got to free ourselves. We need room. I will attack any creature that's in my way. Absolutely. Two of the Sahuagin come at you. <laughs> and they have their spears leveled. Uh Roll a d20 and I'll roll a d20 and we'll see which one of us hits first. 11. <laughs> I got a nat 20. <laughs> oh, gosh, that smile. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't. Okay, fine. I didn't. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so they're going to attack you with their spears. You're going to take eight piercing damage Ooh. Um, from the first one. The second one missed, so. Ah! Okay. I will use the attack action, and I'll spend a key point to use Flurry of Blows immediately afterwards. 
so the initial attack is an unarmed strike uh, is an 18 and the damage yes. is nine so that's uh, uh-huh. unarmed strike damage the flurry of blows immediately afterward make sure I do this correctly is a bonus action mm-hmm. that is two unarmed strikes in a row wow okay one is a 23 yes one and the second is a seven. 23 does 10 points of damage. Ah, get out of my way, fish boy. As you punch this one, you punch a hole between its ribs, and you can feel its innards kind of slosh around on your knuckles as you just knock it dead. Cool, but disgusting. <laughs> Vargas, Opal, Constantina, anything from you? What's the scene right now? Can you give me just a... Quick over. Yeah. So, Constantina, what has happened since is that you came up, there were four Sahugan. Two of them got blinded by Mercy. Two of them attacked you. Two climbed over the railing. Then there were six. By the time Opal got up, she attacked two of them, but it didn't really work out the way she thought it did. Um, there are only six that were fully on deck. Four more started coming over the sides, making it ten. Enin has killed one. There are several dead in the water. Okay, so there's still some that are... There are nine alive on deck right now. I will... And how how hurt does Enin look? Hmm, let's see. How hurt does Enin look? Let's see here. Let me do some quick mental math. Um, he's banged up. He's got some bruises and contusions, but he looks like he's still very much in the fight. He's too hes too angry to pay attention to uh, the wounds that he's received at the moment. Okay. And I saw him just like squish a weird sea creature with his hands. So Yep. Shoved, a, shoved his fist right through the disgusting creature's rib cage and pulled it out with bits attached, I guess. All right, well, um, okay. It was super cool, but really gross. It was both of those <laughs> things. <laughs> okay, I will, um, are the other nine, like, kind of clustered together at all? Uh, they seem to be operating in pairs. Okay. I would, like... I would say they're within ten feet of each other, though. Um, okay, well, that works, <laughs> because I would like to cast Shatter at, at okay. level two. Nice. And, cool. um, so each creature in a ten-foot radius... Makes a constitution saving throw. Are you casting it on their soft, squishy, pliable bodies, or are you casting it on, <laughs> on the, ship? the soft, squishy, pliable bodies? Just Thank you for sure. making me say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair question, really. Um, okay, I'm going to roll because even if they fail, they still take half damage, so I will roll. And then, yeah, you have to roll a constitution saving throw. Two of those. Definitely failed. What's the what's the con? Fifteen. Oh, okay. So that is nine total. Um, yeah, thunder damage. So um, I rolled a nine. So those that failed take the full nine, or as far as I know. Um, and those who um succeeded take half that. So four. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, seven of them kind of clutch their heads. Um, I would like to give. Bardic inspiration to, I'll do it to Opal, who I don't know yet. <laughs> then I'm like, hey, here's something that'll help, and I kind of like smack her on the shoulder. <laughs> it feels 
good, but also a little painful. Like it's the yeah. <laughs> what quality is this Sahuigan that Anon killed? Like what? Is it in two pieces, multiple pieces, a smear on the the wood? Anon decide. Anon. Uh, it's relatively intact. Uh, I punched a hole through it with my bare fists. One one fist smashed in its rib cage, and the other fist finished the job. So um, it's got a massive um, rent in its rib cage, and there are several organs missing. They're probably somewhere around the deck on the deck, but the carcass relatively intact. Knock yourself out. Excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Opal says, "Be careful. Don't uh, don't slip." And reaches into the hole in the Sahuigan's body and pulls out a bit of blood, flesh, and then leans down and whispers. You see dust coming out from her mouth into his ear. And she says, what, one word? Well, I guess three words. Kill your brothers. And animates him. <gasps> cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> That's the most awesome thing I have ever seen. Is Mercy still in love now? I am. <laughs> I, Mercy's like on her way down to save you, Vasily. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> a lot of salt on this ship. Vargas, mm. you precious creature. That's that's me. Um, I will throw an Eldritch Blast at the one closest to me. Okay. Speak it into my heart. Okay. Six. There's just something about them that seems resistant somehow. It they're just a little tough. Uh Opal, your risen Sahuigan will move on your turn. Excellent. Thank you. So this is how we're gonna do turns now. It's gonna be Kayla's turn with Fossily, then it's gonna go Mercy, Enin, Constantina, Opal, Vargas. Okay? Fossily. Yes. So you're searching downstairs. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what's going on, because clearly this is not a proper lab, which I kind of didn't expect him to be great at science. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I won't. Mother, I can to hear find that. Trying to figure it out. <laughs> what? I think that I'm all right at science. I've, I've a lot to learn. <sighs> she just sighs deep. You can't expect proper accommodations aboard a ship like this. Where are you? I'm, Where are you right I'm now? I'm in my laboratory. Oh, one moment. I forgot. You can't. Ugh, silly bee. And you can kind of hear this, like, a sort of stitch sound. Just a shh. Uh, and then a little head pops open from the wall. Oh. Mother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she walks over. So is this a... Secret door? Vasily would recognize something like this from her wizarding days as a spell known as rope trick that has opened a sort of dimension, a little pocket dimension that Nicodemus can go into and be in his laboratory. It's adorable. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to, since he's poked his head out, grab the scruff of his his, his feathers oh. and yank him out. He squawks the entire time and he's, Mother, it's wet out here. Yeah, and we need to go, we need to get out of here before the, the ship sinks. Oh, well, if it sinks, it'll just come back tomorrow. It'll be all right. Uh, excuse me? If it sinks, it'll, what? it'll come back tomorrow. What does that mean? If it, if it, 
if it sinks, it'll come back tomorrow. It'll just, you you know, just come back. No, I'm not familiar with ships that can unsink themselves. Well, it it doesn't exactly unsink. It more the wood floats and then it it just rebuilds. Uh, how does it do this? I'm not really sure. It's been like this for a long time. What happens to the people on the ship when this happens? Well, they shouldn't be on the ship when it happens because the ship will be sunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're on the ship and it's happening. Oh, we should get off the ship. Yes! And she just grabs the scruff of his feathers and starts dragging him up. He just squawks and cries the entire time. Mercy. Uh, Mercy's standing at the top of the stairs and she's screaming for Vasily. Vasily! Vasily! Are you coming up? Can you hear me? You can see soldiers running every which way as they attempt to uh, figure out where they're supposed to be going, where they need to get to the oars, the anchor chain is starting to move... Um, can Vasily hear me, or she's far enough away? She I think that you're to. far enough away, that, or you're close enough that you can hear her scream through, because the the stairs are right next to each other. Okay, yeah. So I kind Vasily? of, I'm coming up the stairs, dragging along the giant bird man. Oh, you're okay. Oh, thank goodness. It's very oh, adorable. Oh, he's okay. Oh, oh, good. Um, okay. And then she kind of turn around and kind of look around at the deck and there's like fish people and um uh one looks like it should be dead but it's moving. So, so that's weird. Um and Mercy is just like she thinks that they could just be raiding the ship, but she's also used to people coming after her friends. So, she's going to just stomp over to the nearest Suhu again, grab it by its scales like by like its neck area um and press yeah it's gills grab it by the gills like hook in there um, and press its head against her horn and cast detect thoughts okay she just wants to know what's going on that is a wisdom saving throw all right dc 15 and i'm going to go ahead and say that it gets an attack of opportunity on you after this why did I put my dice up? Why did I do that? I didn't put them up. They're still here. Haha, <laughs> it rolled a five. Okay, well then I should be able to read its surface thoughts, but Mercy's just pressing it against the horn on her forehead, um, trying to search for, like, why are you here? Why this shit? Reading its f- oh. surface thoughts, blood in the water, bite, tear, destroy, break, rend, blood. Bones, brains, gristle, eat. Um, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. It is Great. very, very much like a predatory animal. Enin. It's still heading for the uh, anchor chain and its uh, its winch mechanism. Do I think I can make it this turn, or is it too far away? Yeah, if you dash, you can make it. I'll take the dash action, so that will cover the distance across the deck. I'll have to weave and duck around combat. Dodging blows, spears, whatever they are, and uh, when I when I reach the anchor, I will try to get that thing up off the ocean floor. Give me floor. an acrobatics, real quick, just to make sure that nothing hits you. Okay, ducking, weaving, dodging, jumping, being very short. And I'm going to. Okay. That is a fifteen. 
Okay, they all got an 11, so you you managed to duck and weave. Actually, tell me what that looks like, like you ducking and weaving between like spears and stuff. Well, to be quite honest, because I'm a halfling, it's a lot more about being shorter than their range of attack, right, than it is ducking and weaving. So there's a lot of running between legs and spinning around in circles to try to avoid the blows that go over my head, taking advantage of my short stature. It's a little less, yes. you know, awesome than it looks, but it gets the job done. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. So you make it to that anchor chain and your crew, which I'm going to roll their dexterity now. Uh-huh. Just to, you lose five of them, of the ten that accompanied you. As spears pierce their abdomens, their chests, their shoulders, their backs... And each one of them engages either in a fight or falls under a blade. So you have five crew members with you. There will be time to mourn the dead later. Um, Once I reach the anchor chain, I'll order the men to start heaving. Move this thing. Get us moving. Let's get out of here. They'll begin to raise the anchor chain. Move it! Pull for your lives! Yeah. That'll be the end of your turn. Let's go to Constantina. Okay. Do for all the people that just fell, do, do I do I know that they're dead or do I did I just see them all? You like some of them have either fallen like under a spear or they have engaged in combat. So they have not been able to follow all the way to the anchor chain. You have no way of knowing whether okay. or not. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to target you said five of them. Um I will target I can target up to six people, so I'll do the just... Well, actually, I'll include... Do I still see Enon, even though he's, like, dodging around? Uh, Enon is at least 80 feet away from you. Well, I will just do the... I'll just do the five, then. Um, so I'm going to cast uh, Mass Healing a Word. Okay. And it is... 24. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm just going to try, because I see a bunch of people falling down. Three plus my... So each of those people get seven points of healing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely see the ones that are fighting like are stronger. Their their shoulders are set and their chests rise and they start to get a little bit more oomph behind their fight. Okay. And then for my action, I'm going to cast Shatter again at the remaining. Um, and I'm going to do it at level three. So they have to make a constitution saving throw. All right. So there are nine still facing you, and there are other Sahuagin engaging the crew. But these are the nine that you targeted before. Two fail. Oh my gosh. Eight fail. So those that fail take 17 points of thunder damage. All right. So describe what this looks like. So I... Because you've just killed eight of them. <laughs> um, so for, I had my hands out already because I was trying to emit healing to people that I could kind of see on the deck. Then I kind of move my hands together and I like push the spell basically like out of my hand so that it um, kind of reverberates as this like almost like a sound boom. Um, and it catches these eight creatures within this kind of thunder wave. Um, and it kind of like, I always imagine it kind of, they feel it first in their chest before it like makes all their bones kind of collapse from inside. Okay. Opal and Vargas, there's something wrong on the ship. Both of you can feel it. Both of you can feel this cold 
lump of ice in your chest. Every person who's on the main deck can hear footsteps. Mercy, as you grow closer to Vasily and Nicodemus, your athame is ringing so loudly. So loudly. But these footsteps across the deck, dum, 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 it's almost a dance. There is something nearly joyful about them. Something so at ease. Such a practice dance. And then as you raise the anchor, you can see Captain Braddock Garvin as he steps out onto the main deck of the Endurance. And he opens his arms wide to this storm that is broken overhead. And he smiles. Not on my ship. Vargas and Opal, both of you see his face as it flashes to this ghostly skull. And the sails become tatters. And the paint on the wood peels. And you can feel this aura of dread as this deathly vessel transforms into a ship of horrors. And the Sahu again begin to back towards the railing with panic in their eyes. And that's where we'll end for tonight. Are you still there? You're sending help, right? They can find me and any survivors at talesfromthemists.com, at MissTalesDnd on Twitter, or on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Please help us, Mistwalkers.